All right, welcome in everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the In My Opinion podcast with Kaylin and David. Uh, I'm your host, Kaylin, and I'm David. What's up, boy? How you doing, man? Pretty good, man. And yourself? Hey, I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Hey, we're gonna be talking some uh, some more NBA basketball. Uh, we have some exciting topics. We're gonna be talking about the uh, the GM survey. Uh, so every year, the NBA sends out a little survey to all the general managers in the league, all 30 teams. Uh, with a bunch of questions on it, uh, it's really, really interesting always to see like what these guys think. Uh, I've kind of cherry picked like the 20 most interesting questions. Uh, it's actually a little more than 20. Some of the uh, questions have multiple questions in them. But uh, with that being said, look, let's kind of jump right into it. We're going to have David uh, guess because he has not seen any of the questions. He has not seen any of the answers. Nope. Um, and I have, so I'm going to be kind of reading off the questions here. We're going to have David guess. Remember, David, that we're going to be putting our, our GM hats on. You got to guess what the, what you think the GMs said, not what you think the answer is. Okay. okay. All right, let's get it. Let's get it. So the first question is, which team will win the NBA Finals? Who, who do you think Who do you think that uh, most of the GMs voted for here? Hmm. Was it just looking at the rosters? Um I would have to say they they had to say the Lakers. Uh, that's that's right. That's right. Eighty one percent of the GMs said the Lakers. Who, who who do you think was the second team that was picked? Mm. Uh, I want to say Clippers, but I I feel like uh, some something tells me they did not pick a team in the East. Um. Uh, uh, but but I also can't see them saying Denver because uh, I think that's who I would say. But, but all right, so GM hat. <laughs> <laughs> Let me focus on GM hat. Uh, I'm going to just say Nets. Did they say Nets? Uh, <clears throat> the second team uh, was the Clippers, actually. Uh, okay, okay. 11% uh, said the Clippers. Uh, and then uh, also receiving votes were the Nets and the Heat, actually. Okay. Were, the, were two other teams. Last year, uh, number one team was the Clippers at 46%. Right, right. Uh, okay, cool. Uh, moving on. So, okay, this time, David, I'm going to have you tell me. I want you to rank the top four teams in the Eastern Conference. Uh, what do you think the GMs said? In the top four teams. In order or just the? In order, yes. In, a, uh, in, in order. order, okay. Ah. Yes, in order, uh, st- yes. starting from four and going down, um, I would say, well, I guess you would say four and going up, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say the Celtics at four. Um, uh, the Celtics at four. The Bucks at three, the Heat at two, the Nets at one. Interesting, interesting. So you got number four right. Is uh, <laughs> the uh, they have Miami at three? Okay. They have the Nets at two, and they have Milwaukee at number one. Mm. Uh, so yeah, they have Milwaukee finishing first again, and the the the, the Nets at number two. Ah, right, see, um, you know what. I honestly think I would have said that same thing had I was had I been thinking, oh, how did they project them to? I guess finishing the seedings. I, I guess more so, I was still just looking at it. Oh, 
who would you know who are just the best teams because you know that is the ranking or the seating doesn't always determine you know oh this team's actually better you know yeah mean so so but but okay that does make sense I get that okay cool 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 mm-hmm. all right let's go let's let's move over to the Western Conference okay uh, same question rank the top four teams in the Western Conference okay okay. I'm going to say they went with Portland at four, Denver at three, Clippers at two, Lakers at one. Uh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. You got three, two, and one right. They, they said Dallas at four, mm. actually. Um, well, you know I'm high Dallas. on that Dallas team anyway. <laughs> yeah, Port- <laughs> they, they, yeah, they had Portland at five, uh, and it was close. It was Portland was barely behind uh, Dallas. Mm. Uh, number five, so but that was pretty good though. You got three okay. out of four right there. Okay, all right. Let's let's move it on. Let's let's move on here. So, uh, the next question is, who will win the MVP? Hmm. Who was the number one person you think that they voted for? My first thought, I want to say AD, but just because of the fact that he's on the team with LeBron. I think that's going to be hard for them to ever really give an award like that to him. Um, and also kind of vice versa as well. But uh, I will say, and I'm going to stick with the West because I think there's some fatigue on Giannis just because, you know, how he's performed in the playoffs last two years. So I would say they went with Luka Doncic. Mm. You know that's a really good guess. Uh, I think the the GMs are are kind of crazy here. The, they went with Giannis. Thirty two percent of the GMs picked Giannis to win his third consecutive MVP. Mm. Uh, that would be the first time anybody's done that since Larry Bird. I, I, I just I just don't see that happening. When Larry Bird did that, he he was winning championships. Um, so it, you know it, it kind of made more sense at the time. Right. I mean, like like you said, I mean, you know, a couple. Uh, flame outs in the, in the playoffs. There's just no way the the media right the, mm-hmm. the media is going to give it to him a third year in a row. But Luca was number two. Uh, okay, uh, hey, but honestly, I could see them still giving it to Giannis because I think they would just want to continue to harp on. Well, it's a regular season award. You know what I mean? Uh, like like oh, th- that that he could, he could average forty points and they, they would still <laughs> they would still find somebody else. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they had they had a. AD and LeBron tied at number three. Mm. Uh, Kevin Durant was fifth, and Jokic was sixth. Yeah, and see, and the fact that they have AD and LeBron right there, like tied for something, that that's just also why I'm like, I right, it'll be hard for one of them to win it just because, like you know, like them both being on the team. Because to me, it's like if they're really looking at oh most value, it's like it would be hard to give it to someone like that. Because of the fact that it's like, oh, well, you got two really great guys on the same team. So it's like, eh, you know. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I agree. Uh, all right, moving on, moving on. Um, <clears throat> if you were starting a franchise today and could sign any player in the NBA, who would it be? If you were starting a franchise and could sign any player, who would it be? Who is the, 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 the number one player you think that the GMs picked? Mm-hmm. I think if my knowledge serves me correctly, um, the last couple of years, it has not been LeBron. And it's just because of, you know, ageism or whatever. 
Because it's like <laughs> you're starting your franchise, you know, I'm not starting my franchise with a guy that's 35 or whatever, you know. So, um, so I'm assuming for sure it's somebody probably under 28. Um, so I'm trying to think of all the young guys out there. Mm-hmm. Sorry, give me a minute. Give me a minute. Uh, no, it's okay. Actually, I, I'm going to give you a hint here. Okay. This the uh, it's actually a, a tie for for first. Mm. A two way a two way tie for first. Okay. Well, tell me this: Are they both? Because I I want to ask for my hint. Are they uh? Are they in the same conference? And if so, what conference? Oh no, we're not doing any hints. <laughs> you just said you're gonna help me out. That's the, uh, that that's help. That's that's the help. That, that there's, there's two people uh, and uh, it, they're tied for for first. That's all the help. That's all the help you gotta get. Okay, Luca is definitely one of them. Okay, um, I'm willing to stand on that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put my house on that. <laughs> uh, Luca's one of them. Um, Zion is not one of them. Uh, I don't think he's going to be healthy in his career. So I don't think he's one of them. Um, I would want to say MB, but also the health reasons. Um, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna say Luca, and I'm gonna say Giannis. Oh, that's it. You yep. got it. You nailed it. It had to, it had to be Giannis because they also decided that he would win three MVPs back to back. Yes. So yes, you know, of course. Yeah. yeah, that was the hit there. Right. <laughs> It only made sense. Uh, yes. Uh, so you got that right. No, number three was Anthony Davis. Mm. Um, and then they also had LeBron and Zion uh, <clears throat> on there as well. Mm. Um, uh, this next question is really interesting. I, li- I like this next question a lot. Which player forces opposing coaches to make the most adjustments? Mm. Which player forces opposing coaches to make the most adjustments? I almost want to say it's a no-brainer, but that's also what's making me think about it even more. Because <laughs> to, to me, uh, immediately, I want to say James Harden, just because of the style of play that he plays is way different than most people normally play. Um, I... I'm going to stand on it. I'm going to say James Harden. That's correct. Yes, James Harden. <laughs> James Harden is right. 32% yeah. uh, for James Harden. Second was LeBron James at 29%. Mm-hmm. Uh, third was Stephen Curry at 11%. Mm-hmm. Fourth was Giannis at 7 uh, along with uh, Luka and Jokic, who both had 7% as well. And that, and that makes sense. If you wouldn't mind, let me touch on that real quick. Go ahead. Go um, ahead. Of course. Because uh, with with Steph, it's like you've never seen anyone be able to shoot like that from essentially anywhere. And then um, also with James Harden, like we mentioned, just <laughs> that style of play you just haven't seen before. You know, to where it's like it just extreme ISO to, you know, oh, I'm going to either just get fouled, I'm going to, you know, hit a step back where that's extremely contested or I'm really just take you to the hoop, whether that's with a floater or, you know, dunking it, laying it up, whatever. It's like, it's just, like I said, unseen before. So, so that, and also the Giannis thing is it's unseen. You know what I mean? You, you hadn't really seen anyone that big, just, you know, easily 
getting to the lane, you know, as much as they want. And whenever I say big, I don't mean LeBron big, but just more so height-wise, you know, with that athleticism. But he is also pretty nice, uh, nicely sized in stature. And then, of course, with LeBron, it's like, oh, well, he does everything. And honestly, he's a 6'9 point guard. You know, so it's like, oh, he's like magic, but he can actually shoot more. You know, so so it's like, ah, it's crazy. You know, so so really, all of them are kind of like the the outliers. They aren't people that just fall into the rule. You know, so that it, it definitely makes sense. Absolutely, uh, Anthony Davis and uh, Damian Lillard also got uh, some votes as well. Mm. Um, okay, moving on, moving on. So so this one, uh, this one, it's going to be the same question, but I'm gonna. I'm going to ask you for each position. So we're going to start with point guard. The question is, who is the best point guard in the NBA? Um, and the one caveat that I would say, and I'm not sure about this, but just by looking at the results, I, I-, I would say that um, the-, the GMs can pick any player they want to. Uh, it doesn't matter what position you may think somebody plays. Uh-huh. I think that they could, just, they could just select anybody they want for these questions. Okay. All right, so go ahead again then. What was the question? One more time. Uh, so, so the first one is going to be who is the best point guard in the NBA? They went with LeBron James. Uh, they went with Stephen Curry. Mm. Uh, yeah, Stephen Curry was first. Uh, Damian Lillard was second. Uh, Luka Doncic was third. Mm. Chris Paul was fourth. LeBron was fifth. Oh gosh. Then James James Harden was uh, sixth there. Mm. Crazy. Last year, Stephen Curry got 90% of the votes. Wow. This year, he only gets 30%. What have you done for me lately? <laughs> yeah, that's that's crazy. 90, wow, that's nuts. Uh, okay, I, I think so, at that time, though, what, what was he coming off of? I guess what their the fourth fourth straight trip to the finals? Yeah. Why not? And, a, and then the two wow. years before that, he won MVP. Yeah, and then uh, Dame was not getting the same respect, and then uh, Luca's here, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool, so all right, let's do shooting guard next. Who's the best shooting guard in the NBA? Hmm. Um, I'm going to go with um, I think they were with uh, James Harden is number one. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. James Harden, uh, 68%. Mm. Uh, Bradley Beal at 11%. Ooh, okay. Uh, also tied with Luca, eleven percent. So, so like I said, I think they, they can just select whatever they want. Mm. Uh, Jimmy Butler was was fourth at seven percent, and then Devin Booker was fifth uh, <clears throat> at four percent. You think the uh, I'm, real quick? You think the Jimmy right. Butler thing is because of the fact they went to the finals? Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Because I, I think that's kind of high on the list. I mean, I'm also trying to sit here and think of all the two guards. You know, so it honestly might not be too high, but yeah, I don't think I don't think it's too high. Also, no, I don't think anybody said Clay Thompson because of the yeah. Injury. Wait, they had him over Donovan Mitchell. Uh, yeah, Donovan Mitchell is nowhere yeah. listed on. And his I don't agree with that at all. Uh, okay, yeah. interesting, interesting. Uh, let, let's do uh, let's do small forward here. Uh, who's the best small forward in the NBA? They won with LeBron. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Definitely went with LeBron, 57%. Uh, Kawhi is second with 25 Kevin Durant is third with, with 11%. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's, you know, based on injury. Um, 
Also receiving votes, it says Giannis and Luca. Luca, Luca again. Luca's in all three categories. <laughs> That's crazy. That'll be the last uh, one he's in, though. Yeah, I mean the right answer, the right answer to all these is, is LeBron, to be honest. But whatever. I, I wouldn't say LeBron for the uh, for the shooting guard, though. I wouldn't put him there. Yeah, I guess not. Yeah, yeah James Harden is probably a perfect mm-hmm. shooting guard in, in terms of you know you know what you might want from that position. Right, right. Um. Who is the best power forward in the NBA? Uh, they went with Anthony Davis, uh, or they or they yeah. went with Giannis. Ah, what do you think? Uh, what do you think? They, they went with Giannis. Giannis. Yeah. Okay, it, it is Giannis. Forty six percent said Giannis. Uh, it, it was funny. You said Anthony Davis. Number two is LeBron at twenty five percent. Number three is Anthony Davis at twenty one percent. And number four is uh, Kevin Durant, which which just goes to show you that the power four position, you know, it's funny. We talk about the center being wiped away, but actually the power four is kind of wiped away. I because agree. Power four are just threes now. You just put, you just put whoever you like your longest three is right. the four spot. Everybody does small ball lineups. Absolutely, I. I when when the Celtics first started putting uh, Jason Tatum at the four, I was like, Jason Tatum at the four? He, he like he, he weighs like a buck ninety soaking wet. Are you kidding me? <laughs> but you know that's just what the NBA is now, mm-hmm. which is why. Well, I don't want to get too far off on that tangent because I I got, I'll go off forever. Uh, okay, let, let let's move on. Who is the best center in the NBA? Hmm. Um, I'm thinking either they went with uh, Joel Embiid or Jokic. Um, I'm trying to look at the teams right now and see who I could be missing. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely thinking they went with one or the other. With that, I'm going to say they went with uh, Joel Embiid. Uh, it was Nikolai Jokic. Okay, okay. Jokic was 50% of the vote. mm and actually, uh, number two was Anthony Davis at forty three percent, and actually number three was Giannis at seven percent. <laughs> and Embiid is not on here. Oh gosh, okay. <laughs> Nobody said Embiid yeah. is the best center. And, and then I'm not playing uh, Giannis at my five. Like I'm not saying he can't do it, but I'm not playing him at the five. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess they'd rather have Giannis at the five than Embiid at the. Yeah, five. I guess so. <laughs> Which, you know, hey, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Um, okay, moving on. Who is the best defensive player in the NBA? Um, I feel like they went with, ooh, dang it. Because now it depends on if we're talking about a wing or are we talking about, you know, rim protector. Because the first thing that came to my mind is like, oh, they okay, they said Kawhi. Uh, but now I'm thinking, okay, maybe they're talking about, uh, you know, someone that protects the paint. And then, because uh, who won Defensive Player of the Year? Wasn't it Giannis last year? Yeah, yeah it was Giannis. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say they say Giannis. Uh, yes, it is Giannis. Uh, 46%. Uh, Anthony Davis was second at 21%. Nice. Okay. Kawhi, Kawhi was third, eighteen. Uh, Rudy Gobert at seven. That's crazy. Who said Rudy Gobert is the best? 
That's nuts. Uh, also receiving votes, Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler as well. Mm. Uh, last year's Kawhi Leonard was number one at forty five percent. So the real question is, are you keeping a tally of how many of these I got right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I don't want to embarrass you at the end. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> they left. No, I'm, no, I'm, I think you're doing okay so far. I actually. think so. I, I say some pretty tough. Go ahead. No, I was, just, I was just gonna say some of these are, are pretty tough. Mm. I think you're doing pretty good. Yeah, I would say I'm at least fifty percent. So, so we're just gonna assume I've gotten fifty percent of them right, at least. <laughs> and, you know, uh, emphasis <laughs> on that, at least. But you know, we're just gonna say fifty percent. So we, we'll tally up from here, and then we'll see if I get over fifty uh, percent at the end. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, we we might we might just uh, go back over the uh, the tape just to be sure, <laughs> but I, I don't know. Uh okay, let's uh let's move on. Um which team made the best overall moves this offseason? Oh, they went with the Lakers. Uh absolutely thirty seven percent uh said the Lakers. Uh second was the Phoenix Suns at twenty two percent. Then Oklahoma City Thunder was three at fifteen. Uh and then Atlanta, Milwaukee, Philly, so they, Portland. They like the draft picks that OKC came up with, huh? Uh, yeah, I, I I guess had we'll, to be. We'll, we'll see how twenty draft picks works out. I, I don't know. It's just kind of absurd. I I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We're, maybe maybe I'm maybe I'm an idiot and, and the plan is foolproof. Well, you're talking about GMs, so you know they're the ones who are sitting there acquiring the draft picks. So they're like, oh yeah, did you see how many draft picks they got? <laughs> <laughs> That's so sexy. Look at those draft. Picks. <laughs> you're not lying. <laughs> Oh man. Um, let's see. That's one, by the way. <laughs> oh, is that, oh, that you got right. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> uh, which one player acquisition will make the biggest impact? Uh, they went with uh Chris Paul to the Suns. Yep, Chris Paul, forty-four percent. Uh, second was Drew Holiday, thirty-three mm. percent. Third was Sergi Baca. Stop it. Yeah, they really – that's kind of nuts. They really over o- overrating that. Yeah. Um. Okay, next question. What was the most underrated player acquisition? Hmm. Yeah, this one. this one's tougher, huh? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Um, underrated player acquisition. Huh. Ooh, so so I'm thinking right now about the Sixers and then the pickup that they got with uh, Seth Curry uh, mm-hmm. just because of the fact that they have been missing that shooting since J.J. Redick left. So, uh, but, but I mean, I don't know, because I, I I'm about to say, like, oh, but I don't know. I feel like people aren't thinking about that. But also, that's what makes it underrated. <laughs> so I, I'm going to go with that, though. Uh, that's a really good guess. I would have never said Seth Curry – he 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 finished fourth. Mm. Um, Serge Ibaka was first, which Stop. is interesting because he was third on right. He was <laughs> he was third on most impactful and first on most underrated. I don't know, maybe those don't add up. Uh, uh, second was Stephen Adams. Um, mm. I guess that's for the Pelicans, right? Yeah, and then Robert Covington was third, which I really like. Uh, then, like I said, Seth Curry. 
was fourth. The, the, the media really likes the Clippers for whatever reason. Also receiving votes was Nicholas Batum. I, I don't know. Mm. I don't think he's very good. I don't know. Where did uh, Batum go again? Because I just saw him on TV not too long ago. He went to the Clippers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then people aren't even talking about that at all. And I, but, I but for good reasons, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, let's uh, let's keep it moving here. Uh, who will win the Rookie of the Year? Hmm. In this non-Scarsteller draft class they just had. Oh, yeah. The draft class. <laughs> oh, yet. Lord. I'm trying to remember who got drafted. Uh, I'm trying to at least think about what team. Oh, they went with LaMelo. Uh yeah they did yeah they, yeah, they did Lamelo Ball thirty nine percent uh and, and to be honest Lamelo Ball was my pick rookie of the year. I, after watching him in the preseason I mean I think the opportunity is there for sure yeah. there's gonna be a ton of highlights you know so it's gonna be at least be exciting kind of like how uh, Ja was you know what I mean it's like uh, I like watching this this is what I, I want to vote for you know so. Uh, James Wiseman was second, and then uh, mm. Obi Obi Toppin in New York uh, was third. Anthony Edwards was fourth. Um, which rookie will be the best player in five years? Hmm. Which rookie would be the best player in five years? Hmm. I'm trying to think of some of the people who got picked up a little bit later. Um, I'll give you a hint. It's definitely like a, a high. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, I will say that I really like Wiseman, and I like uh, <clears throat> I like Lamelo, but I think Anthony Edwards has barely scratched all his potential because I I still don't think he's learned the game just yet. Uh, yeah. I just think he's he's just athletic, freakishly athletic. So I'm gonna say they went with Anthony Edwards. Uh, it was actually James Wiseman. Wow. was the first James Wiseman. I like that. Uh, Lamelo. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, actually, I don't know. I don't know about James Wiseman. Um, it's 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 hard to tell. He barely played. Like I don't even. Yeah, true. But I guess there's like five, there's like five games at Memphis film. Like I don't even know. Yeah, but you're projecting because he was like the number one guy coming out of high school going into the uh, last year. And then what you did see in those five games were honestly outstanding. It was almost like some Kyrie stuff where you saw him in Duke where he only played like seven or nine games, but that's all you needed to see. It was like, <laughs> yeah, he, he, he's got it. He's nice. He's going to be, yeah. you know. That's a good example. Mm-hmm. That's a good example. I'm just always weary of uh, when he was number one out of high school. I don't think that means anything. I, I don't know. I think it means a lot more in basketball than it does anything like football. I mean, because with basketball, most of those guys are only going to play one year in college anyway. So it's like, you know, unless you were just trash your freshman year and it was like, whoa, like, like, what is this? I thought he was going to be a lot better. You know what I mean? But I think as long as you, as long as your game translates at the next level to where you're still a top guy, then, then to me, I guess it, it does still matter that, okay, and he was, you know, the number one dude coming out of high school because it just kind of lets you know, hey, 
he's projected to be really good. This is what people are expecting. So it's like if you kind of backed it a little bit your freshman year as well, whether that's five games or, you know, all 32 that you might have played, you know, so I, I, I think then they're looking at it as, okay, he is living up to, you know, what we're projecting him to be. Because, you know, a lot of people get drafted strictly off of, oh, what you think they're going to be, not necessarily what they are right now, so. Um, maybe. I, I mean, I, I think in football, like if somebody's ranked high in high school, I, I can kind of look at where they're playing and, and get a, like a, a read on it. Being ranked number one, especially as a big man in high school, what does that really mean? Like, I, like if he went to like some like prep, like random Catholic school, and you know he's like trampoline dunking on like you know little kids, you know it's some random preppy school, whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't know how much number one out of high school means in basketball, um, but whatever, whatever. Um, let's just uh, let's keep moving on. Um, Let's get to the coaches now. Uh, who is the best head coach in the NBA? I think they went with your guy, Spoelstra. Yeah, absolutely. I got this one right uh, before I even looked at the survey because I had supposed the best coach in the league before I saw this. Uh, and I, I think he is. I, I'm glad he's getting his credit here. They got Nick Nurse at number two, mm-hmm. uh, tied with Pop. And then Brad Stevens at four. That's a good list. I like that. Um, and they also have Rick Carlisle and Steve Kerr on here as well. Uh, which active player will make the best head coach someday? I would normally say uh, LeBron. Well, I'm not going to say I would normally say, but I would say LeBron. But I know that's not where his passion lies. I know he'd rather like either own a team or be a GM. So, well, really, ownership, I think he'd be a pretty good GM. But um, I would say they went with Chris Paul. Uh, hey, you're on fire, bro. You're really nailing these. It is Chris Paul. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, 36%. Uh, Ron- Rondo was second. Mm. And uh, UD, Udonis Haslam in Miami was third. Okay, okay. Uh, Garrett Temple, which I guess mm. the GMs know something that I don't. I, right. I barely even know. Garrett Temple is. <laughs> he plays in Chicago. He was. Uh, he played with the Wizards for the longest. Yeah, I definitely remember yeah. that. Uh, he. Uh, they also mentioned Malcolm Brogdon, Stephen Curry, mm. uh, Jared Dudley, Kyrie Irving, T.J. McConnell, and Donovan Mitchell. Mm. Uh, and what's really interesting that I wanted to note about this one, I just remember, was that last year number one was Mike Conley. And then this year, he's not even listed at all. <laughs> and I guess they, they said, oh, he had that sorry year. He ain't no coach. He garbage. <laughs> oh, that fall-off was real. <laughs> they say he's too garbage to coach. But what was that? That was, that was awful. <laughs> he was he was number one last year. And then nobody mentioned him at all. <laughs> uh, he was just out of, out of their mind completely at that point. Oh, my God. That's so disrespectful. Oh, man. Uh, but but what, what were you gonna say though? Um, oh no, I was just gonna say you know let the record show since you know we said the fifty fifty, I'm at a uh, six right, two wrong. So <laughs> <laughs> so if I wasn't over fifty before, oh, I definitely my... am now. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> oh man, that's too funny. Um, 
Okay, this is a good question. Mm. Which team has the most promising young core? Hmm. Promising young core? So I wonder with that, where they're looking at it is like, you know, maybe three or more pieces, or if it just all you needed was two guys, you know, to be the core. Ah, that's kind of hard. Cause it almost kind of goes into you know the next thing we plan on talking about with the two with the two young stars. Um, who do I think the GM said has the best young core? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Or most promising, or whatever it was. Um, I'm trying to run down a list. Uh, just some teams that come to mind: Celtics, um, the the Heat with the you know the 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 people that was balling in the uh, the bubble. Um, also, Denver comes to mind, um, and uh, Dallas. So I'm going to make my oh the Seventy Sixers as well. I forgot. Ah, okay, okay. So so. I'm essentially deciding out of the 76ers, the Celtics, the Heat, Dallas, and Denver. Mm. You know, recency bias, I almost want to say they went with the Heat. Uh, I personally want to say Denver, but, I mean, we're trying to stick with what the GM said. Um... I'm, I'm going to say they went with the Heat. Uh, interesting. Uh, so the Heat is actually nowhere on here. Ah. Uh, number one was the, 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 the Pelicans was number one. Ah, okay. And you know what? The Heat doesn't even make sense because none of their young people are really a star. So yeah. I'm almost ashamed of myself. <laughs> <laughs> I overthought it way too much. <laughs> I overthought it way too much. I was trying to be the smartest guy. Yeah, in the you room. were doing a lot there. You were doing a lot of uh, gymnastics. I know, I know. <laughs> um, yeah, number one, forty-one percent. The Pelicans, uh, the Grizzlies were number two. Mm. Ah, uh, you know what? And they they do have a really young team. Both those teams are young, so I can see that. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, ja, Jaron Jackson, and Dylan Brooks, and those boys. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Atlanta Hawks, number three. Uh, tied with the Celtics and the Nuggets. Mm. It Uh, it was almost like the word promising meant, okay, the teams that aren't good now, (laughs) but can be later. (laughs) I think that that's how most GMs interpret it. Yeah, I can see that. Like, promising young core, like, the Pelicans have, like, an entire collection of young players, pretty much. Right. Um... They just have so many. Mm. Whereas, like the Celtics have great young players. They, they aren't super young, I guess. Um, but it's really just Tatum and Brown at this point. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, moving on. Which player is the best passer? LeBron. Yep, LeBron James. It's number one. Mm. Uh, Jokic number two. Luca number three. Tied with Chris Paul. So the real list is LeBron, LeBron, uh, Chris Paul, Jokic. Yeah, I wonder how many how many years LeBron's won that. It says he also was he was number one last year, but last year he won at fifty seven percent. This year he won at forty six. Mm. Um, so 
who is the toughest player in the NBA? Toughest player in the NBA. Who toughest player in the NBA? Hold on, I'm I'm running down the uh ooh. Uh, so so I was like going down the list of the East teams and then I ran into the Heat like almost immediately and you know Jimmy Butler comes to mind. Uh yep. that's what it is, huh? Jimmy Butler? Uh Jimmy Butler's third. Uh-huh. Jimmy Butler's third. Uh I, I I'm gonna go ahead and give you this one. Steven Adams was first. Oh, okay. Hmm. Which which I can definitely see that. Yeah. Um PJ Tucker is number two, which I can definitely see that as well. Okay. Uh, Jimmy Butler is number th- number three. He was tied with Marcus Smart, mm. uh, which for sure. Yeah, that was also, one of the names I thought of too. Yeah, yeah. Also receiving votes: Draymond, uh, Montrez Harrell, mm. uh, Le- LeBron James. Uh, shout out to LeBron for for getting votes here for toughest player in the NBA. Okay. okay. Uh, Kawhi Leonard also, which I don't even know how that makes sense. <laughs> but All right, he he not even gonna talk to you. So I mean, I don't know. I mean, what's tough about <laughs> sitting out twenty games? I don't. How, <laughs> <laughs> I guess, I guess, and not not you know practicing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's extremely difficult, right? And then also <laughs> trying to get people off of your team that was upset at you for doing all that shit, you know. <laughs> so it's like, eh. <laughs> not very tough, uh, to me. <laughs> uh, okay, let, let's do. Who is the most versatile player in the NBA? Hmm. My initial thought is LeBron, but let me kind of look down at the teams real quick uh, before I confirm my answer of LeBron that I'm pretty sure I'm still go with. Uh, so let's say, um, I am sticking with LeBron. Uh, yeah, it's LeBron. Yeah, it's LeBron. Sixty-one percent. Uh. No, number two was Giannis, which I don't. There's no mean, versatility in his game at all. That's that's literally <laughs> the problem in his game is that he's like a one trick. That's crazy. I guess more so yeah. they're saying like, oh, okay, you could play him at the three, four, or five. Maybe that's what they're saying by versatile. Like, oh, yeah. he, he can he can guard all those positions. You know, he's gonna run and dunk at all those positions, bro. <laughs> uh, and, and, and play Davis. defense. <laughs> Anthony Davis at number three, tied with Kawhi Leonard. Okay. Uh, and then Luca's on here, Ben Simmons, Jason Tatum also is on there. Um, which player would you want taking a shot with the game on the line? Mm. They either went with um, D. Lil or KD, but. What have you done for me lately? Katie didn't play last year. So I'm saying they went with uh, Damian Lillard. Yeah, Damian Lillard is number one, uh, 32%. Steph Curry was number two at 25%. Mm. Kevin Durant was third. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luka, Luka Doncic, uh, fourth. Chris Paul is fifth. Uh, then Devin Booker and Jamal Murray also on here. Oh, um, I will tell you this. They would not have put Luka on there if he didn't make that step back three. In the bubble against the Clippers. If he doesn't do that, I don't think he's on this list. I, I don't think he's super clutch. So mm-hmm. that was, yeah, that was kind of nuts. And then LeBron, nowhere on here at all. Disrespectful. <laughs> like, w- w- what makes you want to pick Devin Booker 
like one shot game on the line. What if I say? What, what, what if I say? Okay, that game's in the playoffs. Okay, so now you have no record of Devin Booker doing. Like, <laughs> so, what, what are you? What are you doing? I, uh, right. Just, I don't know how LeBron doesn't get respect here. That, mm-hmm. that's just crazy. Um, and uh, that is it. Actually, that was the last question. Okay. Okay. Well. So I uh like I said, since we, you know, came up with it all oh, I'm at fifty fifty. I got nine right and I got four wrong. Okay. Yeah. But but were you actually at fifty fifty though? Is that like I I'm no, because I'm pretty sure I was better than fifty fifty. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, either way it works in my favor, so I'm not I'm not tripping. And I'll put it like this I wasn't five in the hole. Like I wasn't under by five. Okay. So, you know, so, so you for sure, just, bro, no, bro. for sure, yeah, I was over fifty percent. I'll put it like that. Okay. <laughs> no, I, no, I think you did pretty good. I think you did pretty mm-hmm. good. That was uh, fun though. That was fun. And uh, yeah, lot, lots of disrespect. Uh, oh my God, LeBron. Yeah, LeBron was uh, the answer to yeah. like the vast majority of those. Questions. Yeah. Like, and then my thing is, it's like, um, I I understand he's not the best shooter or whatnot, but bro is still clutch. You know what I mean? He he's gonna be clutched down the stretch, not just always on just that that one last second shot too. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. He's gonna make the the best decision at that last moment. You know, so. Yep. But whatever it is, what it is. Uh, okay. They picked a group of shooters, so you know, hey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they did. But the the Devin Booker one just, I mean, it just bothers me. Well, yeah. And, and, and really, like you mentioned, because of Luca hit that shot, because Devin Booker hit that shot yep. first in the bubble, uh, you know, he kind of gets put up there. But I don't think anybody was thinking about Devin Booker before that. I don't know. Did uh, they have AD up there too on the list? No. Okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, cool, 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 cool. Uh, all right. Do you, are you ready to move, move on to uh, the next topic, David? I am. I am. All right, cool. So I'm I'm really excited about this topic as well. We're gonna be talking about young stars in the in the league. So uh, we know the NBA is a grown man league. Uh, you know, if you look at who wins championships, it's really gonna be grown men. You know, look at LeBron and AD or Steph Curry and those boys mm-hmm. or Kevin Durant. Um, you know, most of the time championships are won by grown men. But there's a lot of young talent in this league. Uh, the older guys will not be able to hold them off for long. They are coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, today, you know, we're just going to talk about these young stars. And we're going to be trying to project a little bit into the future uh, and seeing what we think. I'm just going to list them off uh, because there are so many duos in the league. That's kind of, I guess, the era that we're kind of moving into. Um, I took liberty writing, writing out some of these duos here that we're going to be talking about. So, uh, we're going to talk about uh, Luca and Kristaps in Dallas, uh, Zion and Brandon Ingram in New Orleans, uh, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid in Philly, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown in Boston, uh, Devin Booker, DeAndre Aiden in Phoenix, Ja, uh, Ja Moran, Jaren Jackson, um, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, and Jamal Murray and Jokic. Uh, those are the best. Of the of the best what is that? That's eight eight the the best eight uh young uh couples in the league. Uh so the first question, David, is going to be who do you think will win a championship first out of this group? Mm. So of course this one was tough. 
<laughs> for you know obvious reasons. Yep. Because uh, clearly none of them have a ring. You mm-hmm. know? So it's just a matter of uh, who who you going with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then so for me, um, I kind of went with the duo that has the best team constructed around them as we speak. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just to me, that means, okay, they should have a chance sooner to compete for a championship than the other uh, duos. So, uh, with further ado, I went with um, the Denver Nuggets stars, Jamal Murray and uh, Jokic. Interesting. Yeah. And then uh, man, it, was, it was tough for me, too, because I'm also thinking, man, they are in the West. <laughs> you know, so it's like, it was like, ah, it'd be hard to pick a team in the West. But honestly, when you look at all of our duos, they're all in the West, except for uh, Tatum Brown and then uh, Simmons and Embiid. And then, you know, so, um, so yeah. So I decided to go with, like I said, Jamal Murray and Jokic just because I, I like that team, the way that they constructed or whatnot. Um, and then they did upset the Clippers. I mean, I do think that was a little bit more of an aberration just maybe because of the bubble. But either way, they did it. You know what I mean? You came back from 3-1, and then they gave the Lakers a pretty good, uh, you know, run as well. So uh, I just think, you know, as they get older, they're just, you know, and then as uh, LeBron kind of fades out, I still think the Lakers are going to be really good without LeBron just because, you know, I think they're going to continue to build. They're not going to let a long amount of time pass where they're not good like they did beforehand after Kobe. So I don't think they'll do that. But I still would say, you know, Murray and Jokic. What'd you go with? Interesting. That's really interesting. Uh, I like Marion Jokic a lot. I think that's a good pick. Uh, they they definitely have a lot of talent around them right now. Uh, I went with Luca and Kristaps winning the first championship because I think that they're probably going to peak at the right time. Mm. I think that 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 Marion Jokic they're, they're really good right now. They're the second seed right now, but there's no being the Lakers right now. I don't care who you are. Mm. Uh, and, and to be honest, I don't see anybody being the Lakers next year. You know, obviously, you know, it, it, it depends on how things go. But mm. they're still gonna have they're still gonna have a good team. LeBron's still gonna be there, and I, I just think that these guys still have to wait their turn. Mm. Uh, so I think Luca uh, is gonna kind of be, you know, in his sixth, seventh season, and that'll be probably like the perfect time. Um, to kind of seize power as like the young guy, it, it'll be kind of perfect for him. I think that Dallas isn't ready right now. Like they still need probably a couple more years to really kind of land the right free agents and get enough uh, playoff uh, experience going there. Um, so I also just think that Luca's Luca's good for a run. I I I I, I think that he's good to kind of catch fire, have a little Luca magic for 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 one season. Um, like more or more so before any of the others would be able to catch a, cha- a championship. So I went with with uh, Luca and KP here. Mm. For the first. So tell me this: Do you think that I guess uh, Murray and Jokic are gonna more so be, I guess, um, on a down slot around that time? Then is, is that is that why you also kind of go with uh, Luca and KP? Um, I don't know with. Jokic, uh, so I mean, he's 25 right now. I don't know how he'll age. Um, I, I know that he, you know, he looks in shape right now. He, you know, it wasn't too long ago when he, uh, you know, he had some, some issues with his weight. Um, so I don't know. And then I, I just like Luca. 
as um, just so much better than Murray and, and Jokic. Mm-hmm. Um, not only when he's in his prime, but like in his best year, like in his in, in his best playoff run, like like Luca probably looks like ridiculous. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you know, you, you may even talk about it as one of the best playoff runs ever. Like you know, whenever he, he has that run, so I think that'll be able that'll be kind of how he captures a championship, similar to how Dirk did it, where you know it was later in Dirk's career, but it was still mm-hmm. a lightning in a bottle type season to where Dirk just played incredible. In, in, in a playoff run, where I remember that season, I'm like, man, Dirk's, he just can't miss. He's making everything. It was ridiculous. It was, it was unstoppable. So mm-hmm. I think Luca's capable of having one of those kind of runs. Okay. See, I guess also for me, um, Kristaps Porzingis is a question mark to me just because yep. he didn't yep. stay healthy. You yep. know what I mean? So it'd be like, I like, because everything you just said was about Luca. You didn't mm-hmm. Chris Top said all. You know, you didn't mention him once. So, so that's why also to me it's like, I don't know. Like Luca might, but I don't know about Luca and Kristaps. Okay. <laughs> you know? That's fair. That's fair. I, I think I think that's a fair criticism. Mm-hmm. Um okay, let's 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 move on to the second question. Um who do you think will win the most championships? This is a really interesting question. Yeah. And then so, who do you think will win the most? For me. I picked someone who um, I don't necessarily think they're the most talented, <laughs> and and then clearly, I got I don't think they're they also don't win first, but for some reason I'm going with Jason Tatum and and uh, Brown, and, mm-hmm. and then that's just because the Celtics are run very well. They have a really good coach. For some reason, they always have a lot of draft picks still, and and then they normally kind of hit on these draft picks. At least in you know recent recent history or whatnot, you know, um, they they kind of you know weed out the the things that don't necessarily work for the team. Like I'm so glad they didn't try to resign uh, Gordon Hayward, you mm-hmm. know, uh, and then you know essentially l- let Kyrie go. You know what I mean? I think Kyrie was trying to go anyway, but definitely let that happen. <laughs> you know, and then they they got to the Eastern Conference Championship two years that. Maybe they really shouldn't have. You know what I mean? Like I said, they're just ran well. And then uh, Jason Tatum's just going to get better. Brown's going to get better. And then I can see them, you know, just always continuing to add pieces around them to make sure that they're relevant. So so I think if they can hit on building the best team around them, then I could see them winning more than one. But I could also see them not winning any at all. So I see it going either way. You know what I mean? Either they continue being in the same situation where they make it to the second round or the uh, conference championship and just never get one, or they'll uh, they'll actually, like I said, solidify that team, get the right pieces, and then you know end up with multiple. Mm. Yeah. Um, that's good. I agree with you. I also have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown winning the most championships. Um. <clears throat> I think that I think that it almost had to be a team in the East. Mm. Um, I think that's where the most opportunity is, and like you mentioned, the Boston Celtics being a, a, a organization that that's ran, uh, you know, uh, very well. I like Danny Ainge. Um, they still have some pieces that, that 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 they can move in terms of draft picks. They can still make something happen. And I just believe that that this team is the type of team that's hungry for a championship. So they're mm-hmm. always going to be like looking to 
to uh, compete at that level. I like Tatum. I like uh, what I see from his progression. I think he's going to continue to get better. And once, once you know, some of these uh, older cats, mainly just LeBron, mainly just once <laughs> LeBron, let's be honest, mm-hmm. <laughs> everyone's waiting their turn. Uh, once LeBron's out of the league, uh, I really like Jason Tatum uh, as a long two-way wing. Uh, that can get his own shot, but also plays defense, and is just a smart player. And then Jalen Brown, I think, can still get better as well. I, I think um, almost mainly his, his decision making is kind of erratic sometimes. Um, <laughs> he just jack, he just jacks up shots. Hmm. <laughs> he, he has tunnel vision so bad sometimes. Him and Mark. Uh, Mark. <laughs> oh my god. He just he, sometimes he don't know his role. <laughs> oh, it's so tough to watch them sometimes. But 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 sometimes, man. Those shots are going in, and, and that's when that team's almost unbeatable. Yeah. When those guys are making shots. So, yeah, I like them to win the most championships as well. So, we, yeah, we definitely agree there. Nice. And it seems like for the same reasons, too. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, okay, cool. Let's let's move on to our third question. Um, who who will, will be the, the best duo or the, the just overall most talented uh, duo? Okay, so I didn't look at this at who will be. I looked at this as who is, like right okay. now. And then uh, to me, that's Luca and KP. Uh, I, I mentioned this on our last pod. To me, that's baby LeBron and baby AD. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that's what that is to me. And when they're really healthy, oh, not really healthy. When they're healthy, they're really good. You know, like, they're, they're just really great. And then I, I just think Luca is just scratching you know, his potential, like, he's not even there. So, so he is going to get even better. But just right now, because, like like I said, that's part of why I'm high on this Dallas team. I like them a lot. I like Luka's game. Um, I like that you could essentially kind of play him one through three. Um, I want him to get a little bit tougher. I want him to get a little bit better on defense as well. Um, become a little bit better uh, shooter. But just kind of like LeBron, he's still going to get his. You know what I mean? I might not make the most uh, free throws. I might not make the most threes all the time, you know, but but you're not going to stop me from scoring. You know what I mean? Like, like I'm going to get mine. I might not look athletic when I do it, but I'm going to get mine, and you're not going to stop me from getting mine. And then KP, the first guy we even called a unicorn, you know, now, now they just throw out a unicorn left and right. So I'm like, wait, are people even unicorns anymore? Because, I mean, I thought <laughs> a unicorn was more so like, oh, something you hadn't seen before. But, like, eh, now if there's 50 unicorns, then eh, aren't they just horses now? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, but either way, you know, it's like he's extremely talented, man. The fact that he could stretch the floor. He played a four or the five. And I think he's, what, seven three. Or seven two, or you know what mm-hmm. I mean. So like he's really tall, you know what I mean. Extremely long, and, and can score, you know. So and I think um, him and Luca can both be really good on defense. I don't think they are right now, but I think they can be. But uh, but yeah. So like I said, I went with uh, Luca and KP. Mm. Uh, that's a really good one. That, that's a really good one. Uh, I think Luca is probably the best single player. Mm-hmm. Uh, out of everybody, or, or at least he will be. But I mean, he probably already is. I I went with with, with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that that they are the most talented. I think that uh, they're they're probably the only one of these tandems that people are entertaining the idea of splitting them up, and oh, they could damn near just run their own teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
that's 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 how talented they are. You could definitely construct a team around Ben Simmons, and that team is going to be very very competitive. Uh, and the same thing with with Joel and B. Uh, I think that the, the the biggest issue is that this team probably has the worst synergy, mm. um, so it, it doesn't like fully like accentuate their talents. Um, but I, I think that still that that they're probably the the most talented. Uh, I, I kind of made like a, a little top five here actually. So I, I had Luca and KP a second, mm. and then I had um, uh, Tatum and Brown as third. I had um, I have fourth. I had uh, Jamal Murray and Jokic fourth, and then I had Mitchell and Gobert uh, mm-hmm. fifth. And, and and to be honest, I really I really didn't want to include Gobert at all because he's like twenty eight years old and he's mm-hmm. not he's not <laughs> he's been in the league a long he's been in the league a, a while actually. Uh, but I I just didn't know who else to put next to Donovan Mitchell. Uh, so, <clears throat> but yeah, I definitely Ben Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. Uh, but it's funny you you had Luca uh, as first, and then you said Ben Simmons was uh, close second, uh, and then I just had it flipped. Right, and then honestly, whenever I look at that, and then also whenever I hear you explain, I mean, I, I like your answer. You know what I mean? And I definitely like, think Simmons and Embiid <laughs> is like I think that they're, they're more talented than uh, Luca and KP. But like you said, Luca's the best player out of all of them. But yep. I guess also whenever I'm looking at his best duo, I don't like Simmons and Embiid together. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was like, ah, no, I like Luca and KP's game together. You mm-hmm. know, so so that's also why I decided because to me they're they're like what and what, you know. But because of the fact that it was like, oh, okay. well, the way I looked at it in my mind, it's like, all right, but together, I like I like Luca and KP over. Simmons and Embiid together, but but Simmons and Embiid, if I'm looking at them separately, because like you mentioned, it's like oh, okay, you built a team around this one and built a team around that one, you're better. Because like I said, I, I'm not building my team around Kristaps. I'm not saying he's not good, but I'm not building my team around him. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So, so it's yeah. like, but but like I said, on on one team collectively, I, I like the Luca and KP. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, uh, okay, cool. Let's move on. We got uh, two more questions here. Uh, so the fourth one is, who will be the first to split up? <laughs> the teams I, the two that I just said don't fit, <laughs> Simmons and Embiid. But it's just like uh, I, I just don't think. I think after this year, if you have another year of them essentially not living up to their potential, one of them's gone. It's just like you you can't continue to run this back and then continue to get the same result without, you know, all right, deciding, okay, we got to split this up, you know. So, like, to me, so to me, they're number one. I actually picked another one, um, but but for different reasons. I went with uh, Devin Booker and DeAndre Aiden, and I mm. picked this because – not because their games won't fit together. I think um, the Suns aren't ever really just going to win. And then um, I think Devin Booker's going to outshine the team to a point to where he's like, you know what, I got to go somewhere else so I can win. You know, so so I think he'll leave because of that. Not because he doesn't like playing with Aiden or anything like that. It's just going to be more so, okay, I'm really good, and this team is not as good as I am. So it's like if I really want to win, I got to go somewhere else. So Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um <sighs> I'm glad that we have two different teams here. Uh, 
so I thought about Simmons and Embiid. Uh, on some level, it felt too easy just to pick them. Right. And then on another, on another level, they just hired Doc Rivers and they just brought in Daryl Morey. Um, so I think that one, they're going to have a good season. I like Ben Simmons and Embiid with shooters around them. I like mm-hmm. how their team looks. And when, when they don't win the finals this year, because they're definitely not going to do that, <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be okay because it's the first year of the new coach and a new GM, and the East is really good. I mean. Like, look at it. Like, it's going to be okay if they lose to KD and Kyrie if, if they're playing well. Like, it's going to be okay if they lose to uh, Giannis and the Bucks if they're playing well. It's going to be okay if they lose to, you know, most of these teams. So, I don't think they break up anytime soon. I have uh, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert breaking up first. Um, I think the Jazz are going to move, move off that Gobert contract. Uh, that contract is not is not good. That contract is not good, but that contract is not so terrible that it can't be moved. And they signed they signed him to that deal because they had to. Because, like, what are you gonna do? Like, have him walk for nothing? So fine, just sign him to the max to credit deal. When when you keep getting the the the, the crap kicked out of you in the Western Conference, mm-hmm. and Gobert's like not giving you enough. Just, just trade them, and, and they will. And somebody will take it, especially with uh, these teams looking at OKC and New Orleans, and oh, they have a million picks. I think other teams are going to be like, oh, let's let's also try and get a million picks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, you'll, you'll you'll move that Go Bear deal, and you'll get something back. They're going to split up first. The second team that's going to split up is going to be Zion and Brandon Ingram. I think they're gonna trade Brandon Ingram eventually. This is another deal. It's, it's, it's the same thing. Like he's not he's mm-hmm. not a max player, and you can't win the West with that. So they're gonna get off of him. Also, I don't think Bi plays alongside Zion very well. There's not a huge sample size, but I don't like the way it looks without Zion. Bi is a, a monster. Mm-hmm. Like he he's like a 26 a game type guy almost. He he's really good. Next to Zion, I don't know. He just has too many off-shooting nights where he's going like one for eight or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know. I don't think that their games are great together. I think that they move off of uh, Brandon Ingram um, at some point. So those are my two teams. Yeah, and then so for me, I was going to say um, D. Mitch and Gobert initially. And then until that uh, story came out about uh, Gobert getting that contract, and that was just what, yesterday or the day before that? Yeah. Whatnot, and I was like, well, okay, there's that. <laughs> and then uh, because I didn't look at it as like, oh, okay, well, they just had to, they'll be able to trade them off, blah, blah, blah. You know, because I initially felt this way just because of the whole, the way the COVID thing fell out. And I know they were like, oh, you know, we're, you know, we're okay now. You know what I mean? We're just going to, you know, play through and everything like that. But certain stuff like that, you, you just, you don't erase that out your mind. It's like, if you, if you stop fucking with somebody because of something like that, I think you just don't fuck with them no more. You know what I mean? Like, we can be amicable and then still be cool work-wise, but mm, I would prefer not to play with you. But I guess after I saw that contract, I was like, "Mm, well, maybe there's something that I don't know. You know what I mean? So, But, of course, like you said, it could have been, well, we can't allow them to walk, and we got to be able to, you know, make sure we get something for them if need be. You know, so I I like those thoughts. Mm -hmm. And I didn't think about the Zion and uh, and the Bi thing. Um, it really didn't cross my mind, just because I see them. I guess at least staying around until, um, I guess until you have to uh, give Zion a deal, 
And then I think what that's like at least in what uh four or five years at least, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's why like I said, I see uh book leaving within that time, you know what I mean? Like after about four more years of this son stuff, like I see him being like, you know what, nah. <laughs> Let me go ahead and go go somewhere else where I can win. And then when you mentioned the thing about uh Simmons and Embiid, it's like, oh, there's no shame in losing, let's say, to the the Nets and the Bucks, you know, if you're playing well. But also, I'm looking at it more so as, oh, not if you don't win a championship, you got to split this up. But if you take another second-round exit or even first-round exit where it looks like, okay, nah, this this just looks like it doesn't work, then I'm saying at that point, mm, all right, we got we got to make something shake. But, of course, if you, if you like, go kind of like what, you, what they did against the Raptors the year the Raptors won, where it's like, oh, well, you you took someone to seven games in the second round, you know what I mean? Then, then oh, of course, then it's like, okay, but then we can continue to run this back to see if you know if there is a change. But I do like the aspect of okay, Daryl Morey is a great GM, and I know he's going to put great pieces around them that are needed, and I really like Doc as well. So you know, but but for some reason, I just don't think the combination of them two players works though. So that that's why it's hard for me to see, but. I mean, I, I hope I'm wrong because, I mean, I like them individually. So I would love to, for them to be great together. You know, it's just, it's just, you know, I got to be proven wrong, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you don't think that, that, that Doc Rivers is going to have them like looking better? I mean, <laughs> that t- t- two years ago, they, they looked fine. Like uh, last year, that team was a mess. Like th- that was never going to work out. I don't care what the media thought. Mm. But two years ago, when they had Jimmy Butler and JJ Redick, and maybe maybe they had like Marco Bellinelli or, or whatever, they they had some shooters around mm-hmm. the team. Uh, they looked pretty good. They could have easily beaten that Raptors team, and who knows? They they had they had a good chance against Giannis. Yeah. Uh, but I also think yeah. Jimmy Butler was a big part of a lot of that. Yeah, I, I think he brought he brought and kept them together. Number one, and then I also think that. Um, he kept them in games that that they were honestly kind of playing themselves out of, you know. You know, so so like not having that piece to me is really big. I think that's a huge difference. It wasn't just like it was oh, Embiid and Simmons and a bunch of role players around them. Jimmy Butler was more than just a role player, you know. So so that's why I, that that was, that was kind of like a, a little mini big three, you know. But like I said, emphasis on the mini, <laughs> but like a mini big three. So that's why it's like yeah. ah. If we just talk about adding more role players around them, I still don't necessarily think it works with that combination. But like I said, that that you know remains to be determined. So we'll see. Okay, cool. Uh, let's move on to our last question. Uh, I, I like this question. Who, who who's going to be t- uh, together forever? Um, the first team or first uh, duo I got is a combination, just more so off of. You're gonna forget about them, and they're just kind of gonna, you know, stay where they are. <laughs> and that's the uh, the Grizzlies, John Morant and Jaron Jackson. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because, I mean, I feel like they'll get to a point where they're making the playoffs. They kind of remind me of Mike Conley and uh, and Mark Gasol, you know, to where they play for a really long time, and then eventually they went and then be like, all right. Well, let me go try to ring chase at this point. You know what I mean? I'll try to do something else because uh, we tried it. You know, we made it to the playoffs and, you know, we won a couple rounds a few times, but it's just like, eh, we're just not 
as good as the other people, you know? So, and I think that's what it's going to end up being like, you know, I don't, I don't think there's going to be any bad blood in between them. I think they'll end up being like the best of friends really. And then, uh, and then then I think that they're both really promising, but I just can't see either one of them just being like the best dude on the championship team. You know what I mean? So, so like with that being the case, it's like, uh, I don't necessarily feel like they'll win, but I think they'll just always, you know, be together and be, you know, competitive in the West. Then um, I, I went with three of them on this one. Also went Tatum and Brown because, like I mentioned, that's also who we had as the would win the most chips. So it was like, if that's the case, where are you going? <laughs> so I got them two staying together, and also um, Jamal Murray and Jokic. Uh, like I said, uh, that's who I have. You know, winning the first chip. So I, I think. Like I said, the way the team is constructed now, they're just really good. And then I think they legitimately really like each other. They like playing with each other. Like, they're really cool, really close. So I can't see them, you know, splitting up anytime soon or really ever. So. Uh, yeah, I think those are good picks. I think uh, those are the kind of teams uh, where a player would stay. So uh, I think that. I think that Luca will stay in Dallas. I, I don't think KP will. I think KP will be eventually traded away mm. just because of the injury stuff. Um, I think that Murray and Jokic will for sure uh, play together. I think that Jokic loves it in Denver. He's perfect for Denver. Mm. Uh, I, I, so I definitely don't see him going anywhere. Uh, Jamal Murray could leave, but I think that he, he, he likes Jokic a lot as mm. well. Uh, I think he will stay. I think Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are the other ones. Uh, they're playing in Boston. They kind of have made Boston their own, and that's a great place to be if you're really good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's kind of just the place you got drafted. You've been there forever. I definitely would dig that. Like, I would want to go to Boston uh, maybe under any other any any other circumstance mm-hmm. than, okay, I was drafted here. I'm, I'm like a self-made man. We like one, two, three rings. Like, like I'm never going to leave. This is awesome. I'm royalty. Right. So, there's no, there's no point leaving. I think I, you, you said John and Jaren Jackson, but I think Jaren Jackson gets traded um, at some point. I think he's good, but the only way I see him staying there forever is if he like is like maximizes 100 percent his potential, and then him and Ja are like really, really good together. Mm-hmm. But I think I think that he doesn't do that, and I think that they they move off of Jaren. Um, so yeah, I just have I just have uh, Tatum and Brown and then Murray and Jokic staying together. I think everybody else will eventually break up. Mm, I can see that. Uh, awesome, awesome, man, awesome. So we uh, we were really hoping uh, that James Harden would, would get moved, um, so we could talk about that as well. But Harden has not been moved yet. Uh, what do you, What do you think, Dave? I, I think that's that's good, bro. Yeah. The, the runtime is perfect, I yeah. think, actually, you know, because uh, I, I just knew we were going to talk about a lot of these guys in depth just because they're they're so intriguing. And then whenever you're talking about young guys like this, it's like we're, we're more so speaking on potential. So, you know, potential is limitless, you know. So it was like yeah. great for us to be able to go in depth. And, oh, man, I love those questions, the GM questions, because I, yeah. I know um, you just like myself – we love putting on the GM hat, you know, so it's just, it's, it's very intriguing to see how they look at, you know, certain players 
and you know just kind of where their mind wraps around you know and also the recency biases are crazy yeah yeah definitely i definitely agree hey real quick Dave, before we get out of here uh i just i just wanted to say uh man real quick thank y'all to everybody who listened to the first episode uh thank you know all, all the family and uh Friends, we, we appreciate it. Uh, any of the feedback that, that we got, mm-hmm. uh, it, it was awesome. got a lot of positive things back. Um, special shout out to uh, uh Paige, uh, David's girlfriend, yes. for yes. Uh, helping us with the logo. We we love the logo, it looks incredible. Uh, Paige is definitely the, the mastermind behind that. She pretty much did 100% of the work. Ah. So, <laughs> yeah, shout out to you, babe. I love you. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. So, man, thank everybody for supporting us, mm-hmm. man. We're gonna keep uh, putting out this content. Anybody looking forward to uh, some NFL stuff? We're definitely gonna be working on that uh, very soon. Yes, we're trying to uh, we're trying to make sure the playoff seating gets finalized. Because uh, I mean, I'm I'm really a really big football guy. I mean, I love basketball too, but uh, football is my passion. Um, but, but like I said, we're, we had some ideas in mind. Uh, but honestly, it was it got even more long winded than the first pot that we just put out was. Uh, and then we realized uh, this will be a lot easier once you know everything kind of gets finalized with the playoff seedings. So you know, being able to speak on that and also the superlatives with that, well, you know, uh, it'll blow your socks off. I promise you. So just stay tuned. <laughs> stay tuned. 